you said something important. You talked about betting on yourself. And I think that more of us need to bet on ourselves. Like, what are you doing right now that's leveraging somebody else's strength, somebody else's gift, because you're too afraid to bet on yourself? Like, oftentimes we get into spaces because someone has already proven that that space worked. But deep down inside, there's something else that you really want to do. You're just kind of scared to bet on you. So I'm going to go that route because they've already proven that that route works. I know I can fit into that space. I don't have to show my work. Mm -hmm. What can you do right now to take you to your next level if all it required was that you bet on yourself? (laughs) Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. My name is Donnie Wiggins, and I am very soft-spoken, soft, soft in tone, soft in posture. Stop looking at the the TV. I'm looking at the camera. Oh, good. Anyway, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. You guys, my name is Donnie. Are you really adopting this soft tone life? Am I soft right now? Because I feel like I just got loud. You're real soft. I like this volume. So the reason. Before we started, you said you're working on your volume. What prompted this? I told you I've been saying for weeks. I have Brittany, right? Like I'm always so much louder than you. So we'll have the clips and they'll make, you know, they we have the clips that go on our social media. And it's like, you're like, yeah, so, you know, I'm going to make this really strong point. And I'm like, yeah, because I think it's so dope. Well, your volume and how you're talking now is different. Well, the volume, I understand if you don't want to be loud, but well, now you're it's hard to be stop talking like that. Well, <laughs> well, it's hard to be. No, like it's, be Dottie. It's, get out of it's, that. it's hard to be hype and talk at this tone for me like. I feel really excited right now. Do I sound really excited right now? What social right media now? pages you've been following? <laughs> you need to get off the internet. Seriously, I um, it, it's like a thorn in my ear. And, and I think this is more of my radio voice. And I'm just trying to make sure I'm creating new options and pathways in the event somebody wants to get me on their 107.9, 103.3, any of the dot looking at FMs. TV. I am not looking yes, at Yes, you the are. TV. I'm looking at you looking at the TV. I am looking directly now at the camera. Now you're looking at the camera. <laughs> Go back to my camera real quick, Reese. Oh, you know what? See? That's your camera. You're right. Yes. So why are you looking at that camera? Because he switched it up on oh, me yeah, and I wasn't, true, you know what I mean? Okay, be yourself, okay? This is me. This whole episode, we're going to talk about being yourself. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> soft life. Golly. Um, this, is, this is, first of all, this is not soft life behavior. This is me not enjoying the fact that I am like 10 times higher than you, louder than you in volume, and I'm matching your energy. So you want me to come back, match my energy. I'm gonna turn. I'm not matching that soft light. Turn up, crazy. Um, we're here, <laughs> social proof podcast. I'm excited about the year. I'm excited about everything that's happening. Um, the whole year, we are going big. Mm. Okay, me and Brittany starting a business together. I love it for her signs. Mm-hmm. Are y'all you gonna let him take over your business like that? I'm not taking over a business. What's the percentage? <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Use the mic too. We didn't even talk about that. Okay, so I just want to be clear that if you and Shans are doing something together, me, you, and Shans are doing something together. See, yeah. she always say you should, you should automatically assume oh, that whatever Shans got going on. That's the guy I'm looking for right there. That's you the right. Right. We're talking about money now. It's time to get bored. Um, <laughs> oh, Shans, I am excited because I want you to meet Brianna over there. Wave Bree. Hey, Bri. mm-hmm. 
Bree is my maybe marketing assistant right now. And her job. I see you somewhere. Yeah, you've seen her. She was at uh, the alumni affair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bree is also my little cousin slash first daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born before Dave, so it was just me and her for a while, and she's my little cousin. But look at her doing her job. Look at you. Her okay. job is to get behind the scenes of me just doing stuff because David had the audacity to tell me that I wasn't a content creator. Mm-hmm. All I do is create content and don't post it. But now... I don't think you can be a content creator just by creating Oh, no, 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 no. I'm about this content life, okay? I create content. My flaw has been in not posting all of this fantastic content that I create. Mm -hmm. So I brought Brie in. I had a meeting, and I said, look, not only are we creating content, but you're going to be responsible for making sure it gets posted, shared with the world. I have Google Drives and folders of just stuff. Was there something that you needed to do besides being here right now? I'm looking at your page to see how often you're posting. Oh, I'm dope. It's consistent. You, you skipped two days. What two days was that? What? So, in a show, your last post was 21 hours. Uh-huh. The one before that was one day ago. The one before that was three days ago. If 21 the one hours. before that was four days Dave, ago. Dave, I want you to do the math. The one before that was six days ago. Which one was six days ago? Uh, which one? This one right here. This one? Well, which that was, was six days ago. Six days ago. The one before that was four days ago. Wasn't it like a weekend or something? I take breaks. I All right. Take, oh, 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 you know why? This one, this was a strategy because I'm a content creator. <laughs> this one was hitting so heavy that I was letting it breathe. Ah, which lets me know that you're not a content creator because it doesn't work that way. It does. It does absolutely it? works okay. that way. Yeah, that one was going so well that I was just letting it do its that thing. That is actually one of the things I teach people. Don't get don't get caught up in a post that's doing well that you don't put something on top of that because the thing on top of that draws people to like whatever you just posted and then they go back to the other thing. It actually amplifies the intention and the energy around your page. And so I actually, actually, as a content creator, teach people that when you have a post that's doing very well, give it some time to resonate with your audience. Maybe put 24 hours back and you come back and you pace yourself so that you don't have two pieces of content competing against each other. You know what I mean? So as a content creator, if I were teaching, that's just those people that make like... $100 $100 a week in trading, and now you want to teach trading? For sure. You're not a content creator. Sure. See, with and, and you know what's crazy? I am not necessarily... So, for instance, I was doing these content creation boot camps, right? Because I'm super heavy in, like, social media and creating content, things that are nature and teaching people. But then I kind of laid off of, like, the whole social media thing. And yeah. I still I still post a creator or whatever. But then I saw people like Nikki and Madi who really leaned into it. And that's when I decided, oh, I'm not necessarily a content creator. I'm yeah, so the thing is, if you were a real content creator, which I'm glad you just admitted that you're not, um, <laughs> you would understand that post that being a content creator is far beyond social media. Yes. Right? So right. I create content for other brands, uh, copy programs, offers. When you see these great webinars that have been written, these things are content, right? I am actually a content creator. So proud of you. Mm -hmm. Which is why I have a whole 
membership group that's going on three years strong now uh, of people who admire the way I create content God. and feed them Give content. Give a round of applause, you know please. What I mean? Shout out to Post the Page. Just text 404-737-2767 if you admire my teachings about being a real content creator, not just amazing. a social media Here's the thing. You're good creator. at it. I think you need to show more people. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Shans, listen, all I need you to do in this moment is say, wow, Donnie, way to go. I'm proud of you. I did. I we did a whole round there. of applause. No, I'm just saying I'm encouraging because you are amazing. And and, and here's the thing. I, I think this could be a teaching point, too. Not for you, but like I think that the world needs more Donnie Wiggins. Oh, my gosh. Right? Like, no, this is, this is, this, this is, is good him. Thing. I know where you're no, going with this. Go ahead. You don't, you don't, because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going, I'm actually going to be like bigging you up. Oh, okay. Let's and do it. it's a point around mental Bree, health. Okay. Bree, get this. Okay. So <laughs> I think that the world should have more Donnie Wiggins, the genius that is Donnie Wiggins. Right. But she's been reluctant to give the world more. Stop getting right. Right here. No, no, no. Oh. It's going somewhere. It's going like full circle. Okay. Come back. She's, back. Been, <laughs> she's been reluctant to like really lean into the person that people are checking for on um, out in the world, whether it's social media, whatever, she's been kind of reluctant, but I, I'm, I'm realizing you can't push someone to be more public or more vocal unless they want to. Cause then I think it may lose its authenticity, authenticity. Mm -hmm. And I think once you really want to lean into that, um, I think it's going to be phenomenal, but I'm, I'm not pushing you anymore. I appreciate that. Yep. It's not even a push. It's not a lack of desire. It's just capacity. Like I have a really clear image of what I desire my life to look like. Mm -hmm. And I have always, since the beginning of time, been really intentional about helping people to create their life by design and uh, create a business that fits into the life that you want to live. Sure rather than creating a business and then having to fit your life around it. Like when I am on my, in my final days, I don't want to be just that person who did well at business. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I casually, even though I, you know, I take advantage of opportunities quickly. It's just when, when we're talking about these long-term commitments, like me having my own podcast and things like that. Um, it's not that I don't want to do it. It's just, has it fit? Right. Previously. And last year for sure, it didn't fit. Yeah. Right. This year it does fit. Good. We're just, you know. All right. Let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. 
See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Figuring out what that looks like. Can I, can I be honest with you guys? I'm kind of scared. Yeah, I think I have a little bit of a fear of doing my own podcast, right? David and I show up here every single week and we never know what to talk about. We just start talking. Yes. And then it ends up being something that you need to hear. Me by myself, what am I going to do? Just sit there like, self, what are we talking about today? I don't know, self. Let's figure something out. Like, you know what I mean? There's that. And there's the responsibility of building the podcast and showing up for it. Like, I don't want to be like corny. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you'll be corny. I won't be corny. I don't even know why I said that. Yeah, you won't um, be corny. <laughs> uh, it, it is not. So for one, I um, I would be doing a lot of the work for you. I appreciate it. But um, I just think, yeah, and I, I think it's important. You got to move at your own timing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the other thing is it's been difficult for me to grasp, and I've shared this with you, it's been difficult to grasp how my own show doesn't conflict with social proof because we're not suggesting that I do my own show and leave social proof. We're suggesting in addition to social proof, right? And the things that I enjoy talking about are business and life and spirituality and relationships. And we talk about all that stuff here. Yeah, but it's different because some people want to, some people come 
to this podcast because they want to hear what Donnie has to say, right? Some people come to this podcast because they want to hear what I have to say, right? Everybody's going to have their own tribe, right? They're not their own tribe. And, you know, most people just like the dynamic together, but you, everything you say resonates with a certain group of people, right? And they want something more. So my, my point is we dropped this on Thursday, right? Yeah. Let's say, for instance, we don't have anything going out on Saturday. Just because we don't put something out on Saturday doesn't mean people aren't going to listen to something on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And if you are dropping your episodes on Saturday, it allows them to be more intimately intertwined with the brand itself Mm -hmm. because you get more of the people. So every Friday, I'm just, I'm there Friday for the people who want my short take on whatever. Mm -hmm. And those have been the most, out of the top five, those Three of those five-minute Fridays are the most downloaded episodes ever in total. And we just started that a few months ago because people want to hear my perspective, mm-hmm. right, on certain things, uninterrupted, not having Donnie here, not a question from somebody else. Somebody wants to hear me. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I think that there are, and it amplifies the whole thing. You know what I mean? Is that your version of your solo thing? Correct. Because everything else, I don't, it's not just me. Right. So that, the five minute Fridays, are you consistently doing those now? Absolutely. Okay. So that's your version of your solo thing. Correct. So if I am putting it into perspective for me, I could have a seven minute Saturday. Yeah. Easy. But remember I was saying. Because I'm, I'm really like, I'm frightened by sitting in front of this camera for 60 to 90 minutes talking about something. Yeah. And the guests that I would want to have on have already been on this version of the show, mm-hmm. right? So um, even though I think I would definitely introduce another dynamic, y'all, because David don't let me get a single question out. He thinks he's the only one who knows how to interview somebody, right? He don't let me get a single question out. I think people would appreciate yeah. actually hearing me ask a question every now and then, you know what I mean? I no, but seriously, um, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, can we start? Does it, does it work like we start with like a seven minute or? And then we grow into 90 minutes. Yeah. So that's, I think uh, it was like a couple months ago. Well, we did it a couple of times, but uh, like you have a, um, just kind of like schedule conflicts. But I was saying, yo, let's just come into the studio on the shoot. Mm-hmm. And I know for you that doesn't work because you have to have like an, like a, a plan or idea. I'm like, yo, let's just get in here. Cause I know once you get in and like, we're like, all right, what are we going to do? We'll figure it out. That's just, that's my personal style of things. Mm-hmm. We're most afraid of the things that we haven't done. Yeah. Like if you think of the things that you're afraid of, it's something that hasn't happened yet or even something you haven't attempted. We're just afraid of the idea. But once you get in it, we're afraid of that first date. But once you get on a date, you're like, oh, it's cool. Or the first time you speak on stage, it's like. It's not that I have to have a plan of what I'm talking about. I have to have a clear vision of the concept. Right. Um, so like with social proof, we never know what we're talking about, but mm-hmm. we understand that this is a, C, a a podcast for entrepreneurs. Right. So we know that we're having conversation around entrepreneurship and the things that impact you guys or affect you guys as entrepreneurs. The Donnie Wiggins show, I have no concept. If we came together and we like blocked off maybe like like a, a couple hours. Let's do we'll it. Come up with a really good concept. All right. So we're going to, that's just my philosophy. On we're going to do like, it. We're going to do it on Friday. We're going to shoot on Friday. 
Well, are we? Yeah. You got us? Absolutely. Okay. We're going to do both. You, okay. You said you only had a I'm about bit of time to move. Well, well, hold on. Let me see. Kendall double check. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it, but just double check your schedule. See, it's so difficult because um, my best days for stuff like this is Saturdays, and that's your that's not your best day for stuff yeah. like this. That's cool. We'll we'll figure it out. No problem. But I think, um, and, and hopefully, maybe there's something, and there's something that I have been wanting to do that I've been delaying, and there's no reason I've been delaying it. It's just I've just delayed it. You know what I mean? Like you just maybe it's not the most important thing in my life at the moment. Um, and we just put it off. Right. I'm sure everybody could think of something. And it's not like her podcast makes or breaks her lifestyle or my lifestyle or anything like that. No, we're just but, dominating yeah, in this space. 100%. And you're right. Like people deserve. So here's the thing. I believe as entrepreneurs, one of the things that um, we were talking about this yeah, a couple of days ago, I believe that we have a responsibility to deliver, right? So if there's information that we possess that we know would help you, we have a responsibility to give you that information. But I was sharing with Dave, like we're working on a project because I feel like we give so much information there's not really a place to take you next. It's like you watch mm. the Social Proof podcast and then it's like you're looking for these resources to kind of help you implement these things that we've talked about. So I get it, right? We we need the voice out there. We need my voice and David's voice and your voices and all these things. The way my mind works is what is the concept? How does it look big picture? I can fill in the details on the go, right? But what is the big picture? Speaking of, we have something really dope that we're working on. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, can we talk about, like, maybe not in detail, but it's another level. It's another level. This we were. I was on a morning meetup uh, earlier this week, and a young lady, she's like, yo, I love the morning meetup. Happy to be here. She's like, I'm just saving my coins for your inner circle, your small group. And I was like, well, I don't have a small group, but I'm, I'm glad. Like, that, to that tells me, like, people want, more than like the entry level and they want mm -hmm. more um more connectivity mm -hmm. right and i don't want to do a mastermind on my own mm -hmm. one because i know my strengths and in terms of organizing a bunch of people and giving people an experience on like a more intimate level i'm not really good at i think we got we do a good job what's up with you it was yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Anybody got any lotion? Anybody got any lotion? Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I I think together we do a really really good job when we're talking to somebody. Donnie's coming from one perspective. I'm coming from another perspective, and it really really helps people. You guys, oh, thank you so much. And it's not girl lotion. This is good. That that good old cherry almond. That Jergens cherry almond. And I'm going to throw it in through the window right there. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll, we'll put together a, a higher, we're putting together a higher level mastermind, but our objective is not to make it like all the other things you see in the marketplace. Stay focused, guys. Don't, don't be distracted. <laughs> um, we're, 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 we've been thinking, we've been talking about it for a while, but it hasn't been right. Yeah. We don't want to just put together a business model for us that's going to be good for us we really want to cultivate it and uh, make sure the experience 
is not only enjoyable, but people are getting results. All right, listen, every single week, every episode, you hear me talking about the morningmeetup.com. It's the community. Let me show you what's happening here. Every single morning, Monday through Friday, there's 400 plus people on a Zoom call, right? We're learning, we're talking, we're growing together, and this is you. There's all these people here. It's all these people in the morning meetup. Hundreds of people reading books, growing. We get together quarterly. It's amazing. And for some reason, you just keep looking at, just go to themorningmeetup.com and get in the circle. And then you'll be like way happier. Just themorningmeetup.com. Let's get back to the episode. Let's stop there real quick. Let's put, let's put a pause there. I want you to not miss what David just said. We are not looking to put together a business model that's just beneficial for us. It needs to be beneficial for you and the people who are participating. Just to be clear, David had a mastermind on his own uh, that was highly profitable. I had a mastermind on my own that was also highly profitable. But in conversation, we're like, it's good. People are getting results, but it's not great. Like, it's not where we want it to be. And, you know, what's interesting is I just wrapped it up. I just had my last call yesterday with my mastermind. And they're like, what do we do next? What, what, what's <laughs> up? I'm like, nothing right now. Like this is we're, we're 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 pausing this as it stands right now. But they were really like, what's going on? And then I had a mastermind with six other women as a result of the Wealthish Live event that we had done. Um, and it was so funny that at the end of that, we spent eight weeks with these ladies on a higher level um, kind of pathway for their business. And they're like, so what do we do next? Mm. People really like sometimes you can be looking at it was for me, it was an eye opener. Like for months, I've been saying to you, like, I, I need to do something more in this group. Like it's missing just a little something It's missing the pizzazz for me. Um, but they didn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. They're like, what do we do next? And whenever you have people who have graduated or finished a program with you and they're looking for like, you want evidence of did I do a good job? Figure out how many people are looking for what to do next with you. Right. Um, so I think what we're about to put together is powerful um, to get David and I both in a space together where you're going to be able to essentially get coached by us both on an intimate level in a small group setting. I'm super excited. Yeah. So. And it's like, like we're really thinking like big, how can we really, really change like kind of like that entrepreneurial landscape and we create unheard of results. So it's like big, right? Uh, we were talking on the call this morning about just going after something, something big. And in every industry, there's a gap. There's something that's not happening. And then someone sees it and it happens, right? So I think we need to figure out how, how we can dominate the whole space and not even a whole space. So for instance, um, podcasting is uh, something I'm really, really passionate about. And I see that there's a gap of a large gathering of people delivering information solid information, like really, really good information. And especially us, we haven't brought together our podcast community, right? There's uh, a couple of different conferences out there, but I just text my mentor. I say, yo, I am, I fully plan on owning 
the podcast conference space. So the space within conferencing, right? Anybody that occupies a space within an industry, you've got to give them a billion dollars. So think about, uh, when you think of a tire, what company comes to mind? Goodyear. How do we all think of Goodyear? Because they say, yo, we are going to, we're not, we don't got to focus on cars, but tires of a car. And I don't know how long they've been doing it, but I would imagine it was before cars were, you know, it's probably been a hundred years or so. Right. When I don't, somebody look up when Goodyear started. Let's see it. Hey y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there, you don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, eufy.com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, 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 it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Eufy, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I think they decided to dominate a space, right? Moving companies, they see people that are having an issue moving. When you think of moving companies, what do you need? You need a U-Haul. They said, I'm going to occupy that space of moving. 
we'll do this one specific thing. And there's so McDonald's dominated fast food industry for decades. Mm -hmm. Right. And Burger King makes a much better burger, but they were behind. So to never catch up to McDonald's. So if it wasn't for the world changing with uh, health and stuff like that, or like the the understanding what goes in McDonald's food, I think it's still dominate, but um, like domination in a space, Mm -hmm. not just doing well. Mm-hmm. That's my whole message right now is what can we find that we can dominate in? Live yeah. Nation did it too. They absolutely did it. You mean with concerts and yeah, things? Yeah, they absolutely. are. They have that person. Um, even also dominating in the space of building community. Mm-hmm. There's just nobody that's really, you hear people talk about, oh, I need a community. I need a community. But what it really means to build a community and foster a community over years Um that's a wide open space yeah. as well that even um within the space of cuz community's broad right mm-hmm. is there a company so when it, when it, what's one of what do you think from anybody ever built some sort of community anybody here no Donnie, what is one of the one of the most intricate pieces of having a community what would you say? One of the most intricate pieces of like having a community. One of the community. most important, like you have to have this inside of a community. Um, the most important thing is common interest. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So getting a group of people who are aligned in whatever that community represents. Right. But when they're in the community, because they wouldn't join the community unless they were aligned, right? Mm-hmm. But once these people are all together, mm-hmm. what's one thing that has to happen? You have to engage with them. Engagement. Mm-hmm. Why is there not a company that has figured out engagement? Like there should be a company that like we send somebody into your company to be engaging in the company, in the community. So there are community managers. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that's what I'm, but I don't know anybody that, yo, I have to go to this company. Right. To make, if I'm going to think of a community, one of the most important elements is engagement. Who is a master at engaging and seeming like just a community member mm-hmm. that's engaging in this group? Mm-hmm. That's like, that's finding a niche inside of a, a industry mm-hmm. where if we can dominate that, you have to go to that company. Yeah. Zoom did it. Zoom did it. You know who else came in and took over in terms of community? Community. Until they almost went bankrupt. Until yeah, until they almost went bankrupt. (laughs) That was was genius. Well, it was genius, but their pricing structure was just bad for them. It was good for us, bad for them. Um, But yeah, like think about where you can be innovative. Like innovation doesn't have to be some new idea. Very clear. Again, innovation doesn't have to be some new idea. Innovation can be an area that you recognize in an existing idea or industry that you say they need improvement there or this could stand to be improved. So, for example, people like Dave and I who have communities and everybody has one right now, a busy CEO lacks the time to run their community. So, of course, we could hire our staff and our assistants can come in and we can say, hey, make sure you're engaging in the community, but they don't they don't understand like the psychology of people and what keeps people in a community. But if there's somebody who says, I get the psychology of people. I know that keeping people engaged inside of a community is important. I even know how to keep people purchasing from within your community and you become that XYZ company. 
everybody is going to be looking for your XYZ company when they are looking for someone to help manage their community. If I needed a community manager today, I'm posting a job ad for it. I don't know. I know that there are some community managers, um, but I've interviewed some that do this as a business. And what you really are is just good at posting. Mm -hmm. You're not a master of engagement. There's a difference. So who's a master of engagement that wants to partner with David and I for an equitable <laughs> position in your company? And we can show you how to blow that thing up. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Of course you would. It's no-brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But... I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. Yo, there's, there's one guy uh, within the challenges, and I don't know if we'll say his name or whatever, but um, he's attached to like every challenge that I see, right? Because he's figured out like the the facilitation of a challenge. Now, everybody's doing challenges, but he's this central nucleus. And I'm seeing everybody that's having a challenge, they got this one guy that is in there and he's communicating. He's on the back end of like all these different challenges. I'm like, yo, that is genius. You see everybody doing something. We find something that is going to amplify the thing that everybody's doing. And we lean into that. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's innovation. That's, that's how you just start... You carve out your own lane, right? So who came up with the, the four sold signs? Like, or not four sold, but like there's a sign when you have a, a, a um, house, a house, right? You sell the house and they put a sold sign on it. Mm -hmm. Somebody was thinking, oh, well, all these houses are selling. I think everybody else needs to know that this house just got sold. And that promotes the, uh, the realtor. And it's like a celebration. And they'll take a picture. Somebody just came up with this idea. And I don't know if it's proprietary or I don't know, but this sold sign that just sticks on the thing. And then every realtor in the country has to now do it that way mm -hmm. because somebody had an idea within an industry to create that element. So that's how, I mean, this is how I'm just looking at pocket. I want to tell the story of yesterday. It was just phenomenal, but I want to I, like uh, my objective, the, the, the conference space, because it's not there and it's not like super engaging, people aren't learning a whole lot. These, these little fake conferences. Hmm? So I'm trying to own. Did you just throw shots at conferences? Absolutely. Tell me more. Oh, let's go to war. <laughs> Tell me more. Let's go. Oh. So, so for one, we are extremely underrepresented at these conferences. Who are we? Black people. Okay. Or people that aren't white. So, and nothing, nothing against those. I love all people, right? But so some of my, uh, some of my uh, team members and friends, they went to this conference, the biggest conference that there is for podcasts. There was like a thousand people there, 2000 people. 
And they said, yo, it was like just a couple of us. But they had every major sponsor at this event. Mm-hmm. And they're in the workshops and they're like, yo, bro, the information just so dry. Ain't no season. Ain't no season all the information. They're like, yo, they're not telling us anything innovative, nothing new. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, they're giving the same information. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, got it. I said, who are the keynotes? He's like, you don't know. Who are the people in the space just like really killing it? I don't know. I said, got it. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal
Got it. I see what's happening. And what was crazy. Okay, I don't want to say that. Okay, I'll say it because I started saying it. Somebody was going to do one last year, but for some reason they canceled it, right? And I had to actually win. I was like, oh, dang, they stole my idea. This was dope. Well, they didn't take my idea. They was just doing something I was thinking of. But yesterday, okay, I'll tell you about my yesterday. I get so excited about this idea, this podcast conference, bringing people together, right? Three, 4,000 people. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. It's happening just for the podcast. Now, it's kind of scary because it's such a niche market. It's like, wow, how do I pull all of the podcasters together that are just focused on that? Anyway, so first person I call, <clears throat> I call Rashad. Mm-hmm. And I tell him about the concept. I told him a couple weeks ago. I told him about the concept. He said, yo, my calendar's free. I'm there, bro. I got you. I said, word. That's dope. Huge. Huge. Talk to Troy. Troy says, already in my calendar. Locked in. Done. So we have the biggest, the biggest, especially like in, in, in our community, the biggest business podcast in the world earn your leisure mm-hmm. my coaches my mentors um i i owe a lot to those guys right so they're in i'm like oh crap i got them teaching podcasting mm-hmm. perfect next person i call guess mm-hmm. the next person i call i know who it is who was it wallow wallow i call low <laughs> i call low and i'm like yo wallow and i told him about it a little while ago and i'm like yo it's happening we locked in the the producers of the event like i'm going down to miami to check out venues and he said, yo, I got you. We worked it out. I said, he's like, yo, work out with my assistant. Done. I'm there. I said, great. He said, don't put me on no panel, though. He said, I need the stage. I said, say less. <laughs> Please. So I'm talking to him, right? And he says, um, he says, I was like, yo, uh, uh, man, it's it's really, man, I got EYL. I got Wallow. I actually talked to uh, DJ Screen with Big Facts Podcast. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, I'm, lock me in. I'm there. I'm like, yo, that's lit. I talked to Car- uh, Chad. And he checked Carlos' schedule, 85 South. He was like, mm-hmm. yo, he's free that weekend. We'll work out the numbers and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, bet, this is dream come true stuff. But anyway, I'm talking to Wallow, and I'm like, man, if I, yo, the only the only person I like really, outside of this is like, yo, I respect on this level. Man, if I ever get a chance to talk to Charlemagne about this, it's up. Just like in casual. He said, what, you don't know Charlemagne? I said, no, I never talked to him. He said, oh, hold on. He calls him on three-way. Charlemagne picks up. He's like, yo, they started talking. He's like, yo, while and Wallow gave me the biggest big up ever. He was just, yo, this dude, you gotta connect with him. He got his own studio. He got a show. He's killing it. Da-da-da-da. And Charlemagne's like, yo, what? Yo, pleasure meeting you, King. Da-da-da. And I'm on other, I'm on the phone on mute, like. <laughs> yeah, I don't get starstruck easy. Well, it comes to like pocket, the people on this wall. Yeah. Golly, I'm the fact that I know Rashad Troy. Carlos, like, while And now Charlemagne. Yeah, like, it's crazy. He put us in a group chat and everything. Mm-hmm. Now Charlemagne replied to my message in the chat, but we're locked in. It's okay. okay. You got the connection. We're here. But my my point is, I put out there that, yo, this is what I'm doing. High energy. I'm excited. I'm sold out for it. And I just want to, like, start creating this space. And uh, and it's happening. So um, I'm, just, I'm just excited that I'm betting on myself. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend people do events though because it's the only thing you can't hide the failure. You can't hide that there's supposed to be 300 people there and there's 12. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you sell books or something, you could launch your book. Nobody knows how many books you Nobody sold. Knows how many events though, sold. Whew. don't, uh, yeah. <laughs> the anxiety. Yes, the anxiety. <laughs> I mean, we've done just even on a small scale, like there was an event this past weekend mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't know <laughs> how this don't is going to turn out. 
the cool thing was people buy their tickets at the very last minute, so it always works out. Um, but you said something important. You talked about betting on yourself. And I think that more of us need to bet on ourselves. Nice. Like, what are you doing right now that's leveraging somebody else's strength, somebody else's gift, because you're too afraid to bet on yourself? Like, oftentimes we get into spaces because someone has already proven that that space worked. But deep down inside, there's something else that you really want to do. You're just kind of scared yeah. to bet on you. So I'm going to go that route because they've already proven that that route works. I know I can fit into that space. I don't have to show my work. Mm -hmm. What can you do right now to take you to your next level if all it required was that you bet on yourself? Let's go through some steps on that. Mm. Okay. Let's say somebody has an idea. Right? <laughs> Who's got a business? Who has a business? All right. Can you use that mic real quick. <laughs> Tell us about your business. We're gonna find we're gonna find the gap and what he can do to bet on himself. I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I have several businesses. Mm. Um, but my um, my bread and butter is uh, I have a business that I'm uh, it's called All Star Maintenance Services Inc. And um, what we do is uh, go in and. Um, Hey man, that's what you do. Get it out, man. <laughs> you fix stuff. Yeah. Okay. And homes. First off. So. First off. Go ahead. How long have you been doing that? Fourteen years. Fourteen years. And um, it is, might not apply to you, but when when people start with, I'm a serial entrepreneur and I got a bunch of businesses already disengaged. And it tells me mm -hmm. that none of them joints is really working like that. Right. And that might not be your situation. And that's probably that's, not yeah, the case. Not my situation. Yeah, for right. sure. But it is. So people are attracted to specialists, not generalists. So I have a couple of businesses, but I lead with what I do. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm a business coach and podcast co-host. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. You got employees in that business, the mm -hmm. fixed stuff business? No. So you do it all yourself? Correct. Your business is not working. It might work because right. you gotta go make the money, right? But it's just like having a job, correct? Mm -hmm. So, so that was so that's the point, right? So, what I'm saying is true. When someone says, and not every time, but in your situation, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I got a bunch going on. That tells me that there's struggle here. Either you are like you're gonna be close to burnout because you're like doing everything yourself or you're trying to do it all, which means you can't manage one thing. And I'm not saying you only need to do one thing, but in the beginning stages, I am saying, and I know you've been doing it for 14 years, but until we get something rolling to where we can make money without us having to make the money, I think we really need to lock in on something. Correct. And so in, in that space, right, I, I had a lot, I had 12, well, when I first started out, I had 25 employees, right? And then I went from 25 to 12. Mm. And so I, I, my strategy was to hire husband and wife teams to go in and clean and fix. And that worked well for, Dang. that worked well for, for like a year or two. That sounds tough, bro. Right. But to hire a husband and wife team, maybe yeah. the husband and wife have to have some sort of skill or interest in that particular industry. Correct, but, but, but for me, business was not a problem. Mm. I got all these companies in the Atlanta area, they got all these rental properties that I'm tied into, so I, I get thousands and thousands of jobs. 
this coming to me. So it was easy. But what happened was in the construction world, because it, it was uh, in that construction world, you deal with a different level of people. And I wanted quality people. Mm-hmm. I didn't want them to be going in the house. So eventually that's what drew me back to, I just do it myself, work my own pace. And, and I'm, I feel like I'm still successful. Sure. But at the same time, you know, I love to travel. And so I just work enough to do it. I just work enough to get where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And then I, and so I don't get burnt out. I go mm-hmm. and enjoy myself. And That's a successful life. I can see that. So. I can see that. Hmm. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm, <clears throat> I'm thinking, um, when I used to start off with, even when my bio used to read serial entrepreneur, when I would introduce myself as that, I was seriously a woman who was successful and I had several businesses that I either owned or were involved in. But when I think back to that time where I led with, Hey, my name is Donnie Wiggins. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I was operating in several different businesses just to hit my income goal. So if I wanted to make six figures, I had not really mastered how to strategically hit six figures in one. I needed 50 from here, 20 from there. I might be bringing 35 from there and I'm operating like that and piecing my business revenue goals together. You know, it happened. It honestly happened up until the seven figure mark. Like even, you know, the years when we were right there, we were right there. I remember having the conversation right there. Like, why do you get to this mark where you're only doing like 750 a year? Like, Why can't you get past that? And David and I were in the other studio at that time, and we decided to go all in on one idea, right? Essentially one idea. And it's um, in that it was in that space that I, I, I started to hit the revenue goals, but then I realized I don't necessarily need to be a serial entrepreneur. I need to be a strategic entrepreneur, right? I want to be an owner of and an investor of, right? I want to um, have equity in. But when we're talking about being a strategic entrepreneur, I want you, everyone, to ask yourself, am I a strategic or a serial entrepreneur because I don't believe that I can go all in on one thing and hit my goals? Are you doing, because there are really people who, let's say um, you have a coaching program, but you're still a barber on the side. You're doing your real estate signs, but you also have this wardrobe styling company because you enjoy styling women. When really the truth is you want to make $250,000. You've only figured out how to make 75 from your real estate signs. And, but I know I can do this wardrobe stuff and that'll bring in another 30. That's not the right mindset. It's, Which one right now, and I am an advocate of multiple streams of income. I love serial entrepreneurs, but those who think strategically, what can I do right now that allows me to serve in excellence, to operate in excellence, and I have an existing customer base for it right now? Like if you got serial things going on, multiple things going on, maybe don't pick the one first that requires that you draft the concept find customers, have to think about how to get money. Think about the one that allows you to operate and reach your goal the easiest. Get that situated. Let that become successful. 
systematize that and then and then move on to the next thing or not move on, but introduce another thing. 100 percent. And to the point, first off, I had an amazing idea just now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, should I say it? It might not even be that good, but I think it's amazing, and I think someone may steal it. So maybe I shouldn't say it. I think I'm going to say it. <laughs> and I don't know why this was it, but I got this idea of a box of cereal called Cereal Entrepreneurs. And you put, like, entrepreneurs on the box? <laughs> I would buy that. Cereal? Entrepreneurs. Well, well, let's think about this because Rap Snacks is potato exactly. chips with wrappers on it. I promise you, I was thinking I'm going to call James Lindsay and tell him this concept. Cereal. We are going to call James and tell him that we want <laughs> CEO snacks. And imagine this, like in, like you get entrepreneurs, like in the more like niche specialized, like, so I get entrepreneurs from that particular city and go into the stores in that particular city or where their demographic is. So if I'm looking at my demographic, biggest is Atlanta and Los Angeles for some reason. I don't know why. But like I go in the grocery stores on the shelves in Atlanta and Los Angeles. Serial entrepreneurs. <laughs> I think that would be dope. Anyway, okay. So for your lane, you fix stuff. The example of what I'm talking about is let's say that there was a company that does nothing but fix toilet seats, door handles, and change light bulbs. Specialty. Correct. Right? Because there's who do you who do you call who do you call to change a toilet seat? Hmm. Not really a plumber, right? I know. Right. But maybe you could call a plumber, but they're gonna call there's gonna be plumber rates. You wouldn't call the person who builds decks, even though they could probably fix a toilet seat. Full transparency. <laughs> <laughs> the toilet seat in my bathroom. Needs to be fixed. It's already fixed. But for a strong five months. <laughs> that joint was just wobbly. And I was like, dang, we need to fix this. We need to fix this. And my wife was like, oh, we need to fix this. But eventually we start living with it. And it's just... You gotta you gotta put it down and then you gotta make sure it don't move. <laughs> that show was crazy. But who do you call to do that? Cause I'm not but yeah, but who you see what I'm saying? I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking in that way. But and I, maybe that's not a good idea. But what I'm saying is we find something within an industry that is extremely needed. I think what's the what's the app called? Handy.com or what's the little app? Not Angelus, it's something else. TaskRabbit. Task <laughs> They're like, oh, well, it's all these handymen around, right? I'm going to put this task right. You got these little tasks? You just go into this one app? I'm sure, like, they've got to be worth hundreds of millions at this point. Mm -hmm. So whatever, <clears throat> think of, like, the industry in totality 
and think about your specialty and how you can like dominate a space within that particular industry. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be key. I think Give me another business. Dope. Let's try it. Let's try it. They're high performing employees through wellness trainings. So what's the niche in that? I help organizations support and retain their high performing employees through wellness trainings. So basically you help them to make you help their employees to eat healthier, live healthier so that they can be more sustainable on the job. I help them learn how to stress manage as well as like learn how to make um understand their emotions. I think the first thing, say what you do one more time. I help organizations retain and support their high-performing employees. That way they can learn more about emotional wellness. So you said it very differently this time. But what you were saying was a blur. I had no idea what you meant. There were so many different directions. And so when you say what's a niche in that, the emotional wellness component of it is the niche, right? Mm -hmm. She just wasn't clear in the beginning. So sometimes, guys, we say what we do and we make it sound so over the top and so fancy and so impressive that nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. Case in point, right? So let's talk very directly to what it is that we do and who we do it for. What do you do? Retain and support their high-performing employees through emotional wellness training. Say it in English. Just tell me what you do. Hey, what do you do? Yeah, so essentially what I do is I go into organizations and I help support. No. Okay. You had two shots of Patron. Okay. We're at brunch. Okay. What you do, girl? Yeah, so I provide emotional wellness trainings for organizations who are dealing with employees who do not know how to manage their emotions. I provide support emotional support for organizations. Yeah, emotional training, right? Yeah. Emotional training and development. Yes. I provide emotion I facilitate emotional training and development for organizations and corporations. Yes. The end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something I mean I don't know who do you who do you reach out to? I know you reach out to like for improving skills, motivating and inspiring, but who's like like when people have emotional issues that draw them away from the job, who do they go to? Their EAPs or whatever programs that are readily available, but I'm the employee assistance programs. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the person that goes in and trains the employees on how to navigate work-related stressors. Yeah. I think my mission, if I were you, is exploiting how bad of a problem this is in companies. My goal would be like trying to scare the person to death mm-hmm. on how their company's going to crash based on emotional issues that's going on with people. I think we're the most emotionally distraught people ever in Who? the history of the world. Period. Who? Us. Period. The Black world. people no. generation. Generation. Period. Yeah, time. Mm-hmm. We've never before had an opportunity to see how well other people are doing all over the world, making us feel insignificant. Mm, that's wrong. When does that happen? That never happened. Oh my gosh, we're at a height of um, things and stuff that we can't have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's stuff that we can't have. It's an all-time high. They didn't have Lambos. And, I mean, they had cars. Well, I want a car. But it wasn't like a million different exotics 60 years ago. 
Well, I mean, wagons had levels. There was only a couple to choose from. But there were levels to the wagons. Yeah, but you didn't say, I need that wagon. Oh, my gosh, they got the new joint. Oh, what I'm saying is the world progressively became more full of stuff. And fluff. And fluff. And eating choices. Mm -hmm. And now you eat something, you feel bad about eating it because you should be vegan and you should, you know what I mean? Like, we are an emotionally distraught Yo, it's so funny. I just thought Human of something. Race. I was on the phone last night with someone and um, <clears throat> I was talking about, you know, everybody knows I'm a germaphobe, right? And so I was saying that I don't walk around my house barefoot because I have a dog, right? And they're like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Isn't your dog clean? Impossible, right? I didn't choose to have a dog. I rescued a dog and he was injured. I nurtured him back to life. I fell in love with him. I kept him. But I am not normally a pet person. So in my mind, I live in a condo building. I have to take my dog downstairs outside to the dog walking area where hundreds of other dogs pee and poop and all this stuff. And even if you pick it up, even if you're letting your dog out in your backyard and you pick it up, you can never quite remove the bacteria off of every grass blade that their feces touched. So dogs have poop at the bottom of their feet, period. That's how I see it. And so I said, um, so I don't, I do not walk barefoot because what if I just showered and I'm walking around barefoot and then I get in my bed, I feel like I'm bringing dog feces and germs just in my bed with me, right? And then how you got you your- stay grounded? Don't you got to, aren't you a grounder? That's, she is. Did you say? And then I will wash my feet. Okay. <laughs> so I said, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like I'm walking around barefoot. I'm sitting on my sofa. I'm thinking I'm clean. I touch the bottom of my foot. I grab a cookie. I'm eating the cookie. Now, before you know it, you've eaten poop. Mm. And this person says, well, you eat chicken. Oh. Them vegans, I'll tell you. Them vegans got me messed up. <laughs> vegans got me messed up. He's like, you eat chicken. I understand, right? But we've been trained and conditioned that eating chicken is okay. Well, chickens, if you know how chickens are raised and, you know, they're mm -hmm. in their coops and it's poop all around and they're eating their poop and blah, blah, blah. I need y'all to, I need y'all to stop being exposed on the internet. Okay. We got, we just got too much exposure. Yeah. And, but I was sitting in that moment. I start looking and this wasn't dr bobby that i was talking to by the I way i was thinking it got to be no dr. it's bobby. not dr bobby. Out to dr bobby dr bobby <laughs> bought me a bag of fruit from his farm uh at iheart farms on instagram all this exotic fruit and when that person said that i started thinking immediately about dr bobby because dr bobby is that type of vegan that would say well, your justification of why you eat certain things just doesn't make any sense because you're eating like <laughs> flesh and blah 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 and I went to my refrigerator, I pulled out a piece of fruit, I got my star apple, I sliced it into slices, and I ate that piece of fruit. But I was influenced by, I went to Bobby's page and started looking at some of the things, and then I went to, um, what's her name, Sup uh, Supporting Vegan? Surviving Vegan. Surviving Vegan, I went to Surviving Vegan's page, and I nearly have to mute her post because... <laughs> Girl, you talking right at me, okay, with this. If you see the parasites and the bacteria in your fish, mm, mm -hmm, 
Yeah. So you're right. Like we're so, and so then I spent the rest of the night feeling like star fruit ain't going to get it. Like I'm hungry. (laughs) I'm hungry. What am I? I got this nice piece of salmon in my refrigerator. Mm. What am I supposed to eat? But it's because we're, we're seeing so much. We're exposed to so much. And you're right. Like the things that we're exposed to will have us playing this comparison game, have us in our feelings and just feeling things that people 50 years ago probably wasn't feeling because they didn't have this exposure. Yep. It was chicken or fish or, or you didn't eat or you need or you don't eat. Yeah, absolutely. Figure it out. So for in, for you, I think, um, I think we just need to think big in how you are the person that's solving a problem in an industry, not for a company, but you are solving a problem in an industry. You are solving a problem in our world. But we got to go big, y'all. Like, let's go at, let's like, let's try to make our, our company like revolutionary or do something that hasn't been done before. Or even if it's been done, what is something that hasn't happened within the thing that's been done before? Does that make sense? Kind of. So um, I think it's, I think it's just really, really important that, that if we're going to go after this thing, we go after it. We go after it. Like, let's start. You haven't thought innovatively because you think that you're not innovative. But you're just not looking around. You know what I mean? Like, make your company mean more than just some. Like, that's why I, I do get frustrated with podcasts because they just want to put, put out podcasts. They just want to put out a podcast. You're going to talk your talk. But you don't look at it as how you're changing the world in some way. I believe what we're doing is changing the world in some way. For sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Especially our ability for y'all to like what other podcasts can you come like actually be a part of what's this history? It's almost like Oprah's first studio shooting her show. And do you get to see Oprah go from Oprah to the Oprah show? Yeah. And then it's just these these Oh, oh and then it goes from oh. <laughs> but remember all the people who got a car? You remember? get a car. You get oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I got it. We're about to start giving out LLCs. Is that right? Maybe. We'll do the research. You get an LLC. <laughs> <laughs> you get one too. Man, I mean, <laughs> what, what I wouldn't give to be in that crowd, those small rooms where Oprah's in the crowd and she's like going at people. Yeah. You feel me? Like oh, it's, I just got it. You get, you get to be there. Mm-hmm. And I and I think Oprah saw that. Like, yo, I'm not gonna sit in this pretty little chair with my guests and ask questions. Yo, we hold on. yo, Oprah used to have a mic running. Okay, uh, hold on. Okay, here you she go. She did. And then she's standing by the person today. To, oh, you got something? To say? Okay, hold on. Give me that. And she's running like, like who? The 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 being able to see that mm-hmm. and then watch her become a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Especially from her starting point, like we get so caught up in our struggles and where we are right now. Yeah. But you're lucky because you had this or that Mm -hmm. person, you know, slept with this person to get the money for her business, or they had parents who left them this and they were able to Oprah came around at a time where black women weren't getting prime daytime television Mm -hmm. with their own face and their own show named after their own likeness. Right. She came from a background where she experienced sexual abuse, abuse period, right? Single black woman 
she didn't at that time fit the stereotype of the black women that we saw on TV, like there is no excuse. There is absolutely no excuse. It doesn't matter where you are right now or what you came from. You have, you have the option to say, because of where I came from, I can't do anything. You also have the option to say, because of where I came from, I'm changing the narrative and I'm going to do everything. 100%. Can y'all see that you guys are like Oprah at the radio station? You see yourself in that way? Honestly. So some of us see like what we're going to be doing right now, right? Or like, I want to get to the next dollar or it'd be great if I could make six figures or whatever. But I think uh, one thing that's always driven me is being able to see what will be based on what's happening now just being able to see a little further and I'm like in my room, like this is revolutionary. Oh my gosh. I feel like, I feel like, uh, what's the, what's the Nikolai, Nikolai Tesla feel like, like, or, or Alexander Graham Bell working on the phone, like just seeing, okay, this, this little thing that I'm doing in the moment is going to help people. But like, I just see it changing the world in some way. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how I That's why I'm so passionate about like the morning meetup. Because where do people get to gather every day? Mm-hmm. And though we are small now, it's, you know, a, a little over a thousand people, maybe twelve hundred people or so. And the goal is ten thousand. I know that it'll be a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a million people that are in one community, like, or the people who started a fraternity? You think they started it just to start it, just a group of friends, or somebody saw something, yo, it will be on every major campus in the world. Mm-hmm. But if you don't see, if you don't see the future, it's gonna be really hard to stay motivated. It's gonna be really hard to stay innovative. Mm-hmm. You're passionate, what you talk about it isn't going to be passionate because you're thinking about getting the next dollar mm-hmm. instead of like changing the world in some respect. Mm-hmm. So that's my sermon. Who's about to go out and innovate? Yeah. Are we? You already have some ideas? Good, good, good. All right. Um. Somebody looked at that telephone and said, we need to take it with us. Mm-hmm. Somebody looked at that phone. It went from rotary to press dial. They said, rotary is cool, but there's a community of people where rotary doesn't serve or we can't dial the phone number fast enough. It needs to go to press dial. Somebody said it's higher, hardwired into a home, into a electricity outlet. It's hardwired. It needs to be, what if we could take it with us? Mm-hmm. What if we didn't have to stop for cell phones or for to find pay phones? It would be safer if you had an emergency to just call right from within your car. If you got a flat tire, you had access to a phone right from within your car. It's a status symbol. Like, what if we could take the house phone that's mounted on your wall first and make it cordless. Mm-hmm. Somebody said that they took something that was already invented and said, how do we make this problem better? Or how do we make this better? People are being less productive because they're talking on the phone. How do we bring the productivity back while you're talking on the phone, allow them to move around. So we take that hardwired phone, make it cordless. 
Well, now people want to talk on the go. We've seen that now that they can talk around their home, they want to talk everywhere they are. They're missing meetings. They're late to work. Why? Because of a phone call. What if we can make a phone that is mobile and it's hardwired now into your car? All you need is a cigarette lighter to run it, a cigarette lighter adapter to run it. Y'all probably didn't even know that was the thing, right? It used to plug into, used to have a cigarette lighter and anything that you needed (laughs) to power would power through the cigarette lighter adapter. But that's not good enough because what if the battery dies in the car? Now we have a problem. People have a real emergency. If the house phone can be wireless, can the car phone be wireless too? We make them wireless. You got to be within a certain mile radius of the satellite tower Mm -hmm. so you have a signal for it to work. What if we could now expand the visibility of these satellite towers? The evolution of a telephone. There's another, every generation, someone has figured something out and we go from the big cell phones that, you know, you had to carry in its own carrying case, like a briefcase to the ones now that can just fit into the inside of your coat pocket or your back pocket. And now there's cell phones that are folding open and closed and flipping up and down and touchless and screenless and voice activated fingerprint. What can you innovate? What is something that is happening right now that you can say, Man, every time I log into this, it's a problem. Fix it. Every time I come and pull up, it's a problem. Fix it. How do you fix it? You know what's interesting, too? That through that whole evolution, it was all different people. All different people. That took a, a, a piece of it. And outside of, like, someone created the phone pouch. Maybe it wasn't their idea to create the phone that goes in the car, but it was like a little pouch, mm-hmm. right? It's like a little bag. Someone created that joint. Wealth. Mm-hmm. Someone created like the, the fact that you can plug it into a cigarette lighter. Mm-hmm. Someone created the cigarette lighter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, there's a car and I can't, I, I keep losing my, my matches. Oh my gosh. I can't find my matches. Somebody said, yo, I'm looking at the car for the cigarette lighter right there. Cause the whole world's smoking. I see it. But then somebody said, the cigarette lighter should do more than just light a cigarette. It's crazy. It should All be a power people. source, an electricity source. Mm-hmm. So you can burn your cigarette, you can you can light your cigarette and charge your phone. Yep. Yep. Remember the uh Vonage, not Vonage, but it was something where the that video phone was a thing. Like it was like you had to have one, but someone else had to have one. Mm-hmm. Like you got one but it's not going to work unless they got one. Mm-hmm. So you, you can call your aunt in wherever in California, but she has to have that phone, mm-hmm. right? And that was a whole thing, right? But now look what we can do. We can pick up our phone and FaceTime. Like every everybody saw something in, in something that they wanted to extract and say, I'm going to focus on that right there. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Yep. So, like, just find something within something that you already have, like, knowledge in. Let's just find something. Right? I was talking to Brittany. She made a sign. And I was like, oh, wow. The problem was, I was like, yo, I need a decal for my wall. And I didn't know where to go. So, I went on Google, found some people. They're like, six weeks, ten weeks, four weeks. Oh, it's going to be two months. I'm like, dang, this is crazy. So, I called Brittany. I'm like, yo, can you do this? She's like, yeah, no problem. In her mind, she's like, oh, I get the woodworker bang cut out. I just do that. I don't know why it would take that long. 
So I'm like, wow, that was fast. How'd you do that? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I just went to the person to do it, and then we just did it. And then my mind says, I know there's a lot of people that need a decal. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know exactly where to go, and there's not a lot of brand, there's not like people branding that decal thing on the wall, but I just see it on there. I'm like, yo, can we do that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, no problem. We could, oh, what are the machines? She said, oh, here are the machines. Can we get some people to work the machines? Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Can we do a 20, 24 hour turnaround in the with a decal? Yeah, no problem. It's a business. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I call like five people for a decal in the front. Literally everybody said two months, three months. There we go. There we go. Okay. Um, anybody got any questions? Comments? Um, so I'm, I'm in the space of just trying to learn how to transition from the traditional W2 or to like being solely dependent on, you know, the world of entrepreneurship. So I'm trying to, I've tried to see coaches in the past that kind of didn't work out. And now I'm in that space of like, um, I want to try again, but I'm just very, I don't want to use the word scared, but yeah, you that's the word, again, stepping into entrepreneurship by coaching for sure. So I'm always curious when people say that the coach didn't work out, what happened? What didn't work out? So I, this is my perspective. I was misled or misguided by someone who told me that they would be able to provide a service but then they used what I could provide to their business and organization, and it kind of, like, went downhill ever since. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, (laughs) 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 So for clarity, a coach told you that they would provide a service. They saw your business model and decided that they wanted to take that from the, for themselves and offer it to, what do you do? Well, right now I'm focusing on being an awareness slash emotional intelligence coach. Um, but at the time, that's, you know, that's what I was like looking forward to do. Um, but she saw that I had, because I dibbled dabbled on a few things. So like I had operations management, like, skills and she was like oh well this is how I'm going to coach you into business if you just help me out with this and blah 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 so I, my time was spent built you know oh, so she she, yeah. made, she made a business arrangement with you she identified that you had a skill set she didn't take anything from you she identified right. that you had a skill set and she said hey I'll coach you if you come and do this work so she bartered with you Boom. Okay. Yeah, and, and she actually did use those words. She's like, I'm a big barter person and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. it's not that it didn't work out. Mm. You made a business agreement that you later regretted making, right? She, did, she didn't do anything wrong. She you, she did what you allowed her to do, okay? I just want to be clear there because coaches get such a bad name. Oh, it didn't work. Well, coaches don't do work for you, so I'm confused. Well, I wouldn't say she was a coach. That's why I'm like, so I wouldn't, she just agreed to coaching me or mentoring me into, right. Did you pay her an invoice? 
there was no. All right, now we're getting to the bottom. It's very clear. <laughs> now it's clear. Don't try to put her in, uh, in the same category with us, okay? All coaches. Don't do she that. Not a coach. I tried, I, and what she said was, I tried some coaches in the past, and they didn't work out. So you always have to ask these questions because. In your mind, you really believe it didn't work out, right? You you really believe that this coach failed you in some way, but what really happened is that you allowed you allowed the business arrangement that you guys had to go in a different direction, and then you later decided that this isn't what I want. So there's a big difference. And let me say this, you guys, coaching and mentorship is very different. When you are coaching, when you're being coached, you're usually paying somebody to, you know, hold you accountable in whatever that area is. If it's performance coaching, if it's scale coaching, if it's emotional coach, whatever it is, there's an invoice attached to that. And they're giving you feedback and telling you, here's what I would do if it were me. And here's how I think you should run this play. You do it or you don't do it. And the success is up to you. When you have a mentor, oftentimes, if you're receiving like one-on-one mentorship from somebody, now people have some mentorship groups that you can pay an amount for or whatever, But when you're typically, when you're thinking of a mentor, it's someone who's fitting you in that you have some kind of a shared interest in something that they do. And it's like, I would love to just be in your space and learn from you if you could mentor me. That means that however you fit into my space is how you fit into my space and you need to learn while doing so. Like as your mentor, I can't necessarily always guarantee that I have dedicated time to work on your needs. But what I can guarantee is if I've reserved these days of the week and these times for you to hang out with me, you'll probably learn something. It's just not in a structured format. Like it's not based on the structured format. And a lot of coaches are calling themselves mentors when they should be calling themselves coaches because now we're getting you know skewed a little bit. A mentor is typically someone who you look up to and you admire and they're doing something they have information that you really want. And if I could just be around, if I could just help you, if I could serve you in any way in, in exchange for learning from you, that's mentorship, right? When I want you to be dedicated to helping me get a result, when I want you to prioritize me getting this right result, when I need to make sure we have a day and time that we're talking about me, 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 and my result, that's coaching. Find a coach. Go find a coach. So this time... Go find a coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like going to buy a sandwich. You're like, yo, I, I give you the sandwich. Just show me how to make a sandwich. You know what I mean? It's like, nah. <laughs> nah. Can't be, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Um. Yes. Okay. Um. So, well, great episode. Make sure y'all like, subscribe mm-hmm. to the Social Brew Podcast. We got a lot going on. We will let you guys know how to connect. Links this is are going to be phenomenal. You know, in the description. We've it's literally been be. talking every day about how to serve you all in a better capacity, yeah. more intimate capacity. So uh, just throw it in the in the comments if you're watching this or just let us know in the reviews if you really, really want this mentorship. Um, but it's it's happening. And sure. how you would like benefit. What What are some things that you hope to learn from David and I together, right? On a, like you learn a lot from the Social Proof Podcast, but now we're talking about coaching. Yeah. Right. Now we're now we're talking about an actual um, kind of kind of we're talking about a transaction. We're talking about a result. We're talking about fulfillment. We're talking about um, the word that I'm that I'm looking for when you you have to show up. 
what's that word? Like we're talking about, we are talking showing about up. showing up execution, right? What are some things that Is you that feel like it's not, but thank you. Um, <laughs> well, it couldn't have been the word. We are talking <laughs> about, um, you know, having a responsibility to help you get an outcome. And we already know the direction that we're going to go in, but we want to hear it from y'all. The access? No, that's not the word I was looking for in that moment. It was actionable. Like Find the word. It's cool, but that's not, you know what I mean? Um, we're talking about you letting us know how you'd like to be served uh, in, in, in a more intimate space. Like y'all are learning. And that's the thing. That's the thing. You're going to learn something from the Social Proof Podcast like anyway, yeah. right? So don't feel left out if this is if this next move isn't for you. But we are talking about collapsing the time frame to hit your goals. We're yeah. talking about moving from very general information that is often softened by jokes and laughter and questions and things like that and getting really intentional. Intentionality is what I was looking for. Becoming really intentional about helping you to reach some goals. And we know what it is, but we just want to make sure we're in alignment mm. with what you need. So tell us real quick, what y'all think we're going to be talking about? What do, what do y'all think that we're putting together? What kind of, what kind of coaching do y'all think we're putting together? Who wants to say it? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Hmm? You don't know what you want to be Y'all don't know? <laughs> y'all don't know? Y'all have no idea. That's good. Where we would serve at maximum capacity. Content. Content. Yeah. We want to help you uh, get results, make money, build your brand. So just just stay tuned. Just, we'll leave it right there, Doc. We'll leave, we'll it, leave it right Stick there. Stick a pin. Stick a pin in it. Stick a pin. Listen, y'all, like, subscribe, share this with someone, okay? And review. Are y'all subscribed? Are you following the channel on your app? On what app? Spotify and Apple? You're a little quiet. You're a little quiet, brother. You got an iPhone? Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to, you, got a, you got an iPhone? Are you not? You said YouTube. No, she said YouTube. Let me see your phone. I got, I got you. It's more on YouTube than the podcast. A hundred percent. I know because we put them in there. Basically, what you're saying is so. you don't want to double commit to us. We're, we're, we're not worth the commercial. Yeah. Well, do me a favor. We're not worth the commercial. For, the, for those that are following, she said no. You following? <laughs> okay. For those that are following. Scroll all the way down and hit the little five star. If you really, really want to show some love, leave a review. You're not into the love we stuff. Were, That's too much there. for you. Okay. All right, cool. Just, you know, because you're sitting there like real intentionally yeah, doing cool. nothing. You're just too cool. Huh? Okay. All right, really man. intentionally doing nothing at all. <laughs> we are out here. Subscribe, share this, share this with somebody else. All right. We out here. Peace. Thank you. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.